back to the Al Dente podcast. Once again, you're listening to Elaine. Thank you so much for being somewhat of a fan of our little pod. Um, we are on our 11th episode now, which is crazy. Um, seems that time flying by especially quick. Um, so on this week's episode, we are straying away from some of the more contentious and political topics. And we are talking about something that's a little bit more easy to digest, literally. Um, my guest today is someone that most of you will probably be familiar of, um, especially with all the student affairs events that we've had going on, and that is Jeremy Lee. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, Jeremy, happy to be in, here. Yeah, he's in fifth year. Um, and we always start off the pod with some of these questions since it's such a unique time that we're in that we are in at the moment. Um, how has your ISO been? Oh, look, seriously, because. <laughs> um, Shameless plug, but because June Affairs has been doing vlogs and I've actually got to do a vlog to to answer this question essentially and it's meant to be like a day in how your isolation's been, a day in life of isolation. Mm-hmm. But seriously, if I made a day in life of my isolation, it'd be like a 15-second vlog. <laughs> so seriously, it's just wake up, eat, study, sleep, repeat. So... <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know where people are getting all these, all these like fun activities to do. Because um, seriously, it's just stay at home and uh, stay safe. Do whatever you can at home. Yeah, no joke. Um, have you been reading or watching or enjoying anything during this time? Uh look. <laughs> recently, I just had to do a research proposal oh, for yeah. honors. <laughs> <laughs> Can't for relate. all those honors, for for all those um, honors students out there who uh, dropped in to watch it, uh, that was an unexpected amount of reading, not in a good way. Oh, you um, did great! <laughs> oh no, <laughs> surely not. Yeah. No, but um, in terms of in terms of watching, as also like same with a lot of people out there. Once COVID nineteen hit, I'm pretty sure everybody quickly got onto the Netflix train. Mm-hmm. So I've just been working through whatever they suggest, <laughs> seriously. Found a bit of enjoyment in um, shamelessly just going to point out a few animes soon. Oh, <laughs> please, I'm all for that. No, um, no, let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, We're going to maintain like the somewhat cool image. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to stay professional here. <laughs> okay, um, do you listen to any podcasts at all? Yeah, of course. This is a really great one. Um, it's run by a couple of dental students. It's called Al Dente. Oh, wow. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. Nah, you guys should really get on that. That's got some pretty quality stuff. We're getting very meta here at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I actually... I don't really listen to much podcasts. I know they're good. I've heard lots about them and I've heard about a few, but um, I've always been meaning to get onto some podcasts, but just never got around to doing it. Too busy doing research? (laughs) No. Yeah. Just during this time. All right. Um, yeah. We also like to ask this question. What got you interested into doing dentistry? Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is like pretty the cle- flashback to interviews. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Throwbacks to interviews. No, but um, I've always sort of been exposed. Like my family's been pretty like good with like oral care, like um, going to uh, checkups and stuff. But every time I went there, because uh, we're family friends with the principal dentist. So it was just a really good time. Like, I, I always found it really fascinating, the mechanics of the chair and everything. I did my work experience there oh, back cool. in year 10. And that sort of just locked it in. It's something that I could commit to, essentially. I, I, was, I just found it really fascinating, like the workings of the clinic, um, the stuff that they did. So I didn't know much at the time. I just thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, yeah, drills, cool. <laughs> no, but... Um, but I'm pretty uh, much the but, same. Yeah, like that. That's what got me into it. And then um, once now I started here? dentistry here, yeah, once I started a couple of years here, you know, then it, then it really got interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that actually comes into play with what we're going to talk about later on, which is a bit about rural placements. So for a lot of yeah. years, um, as soon as you get to fifth year, you get to go on some pretty sick placements. And Jeremy's going to talk a bit about that since you've just come off of your uh, first placement, although that was thankfully that ended before uh, the virus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just before. You, yeah, it's good that you got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about something else that uh, I don't know if you guys know of Jeremy, Jeremy, if you follow him on Instagram, but this this boy loves his wine, <laughs> loves his food. Oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. When it comes to food and wine, like I try not to get pretentious, but <laughs> 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 I, 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 I do consider myself pretty keen on this kind of stuff. We also coffee as well. <laughs> um, coffee as well. Yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about coffee, a bit about wine, and a bit about food later on. Um, so that's on after this quick break. Thank you so much to Wright Evans Partners for sponsoring the Adelaide University Dental Student Society and this podcast. Um, Web, if you guys didn't know, is offering financial advice during this uh, unique time for graduates and current students. So if you would like to get some advice uh, about your financial situation, please get into contact with us and we can forward you on to the appropriate people. Also, let you guys know that we have Sleep Out on tonight um, when this podcast is being released. So stay tuned for that one. Um, Derek has been working really hard behind the scenes and we will be sleeping out uh, at our own homes. So it's not too late to join. You just simply have to um, pay $5 to the cause, which is for the Community Outreach Dental Program, which is uh, giving free dental treatment to those in need. Um, so sponsor someone today or you can even start your own profile, although it might be a bit too late for that um but sponsor someone and you can just pledge five dollars and you can join for all the fun activities from 6 to 9 p.m um, along with sleep out we've also got sccs um there's heaps of those popping out thanks to the student affairs team so look out on facebook for those ones and also for the weekly vlog so get on to that Okay, we're back. So um, as we mentioned before the break, we are going to talk a bit about placements today. So for you, a lot of younger years, um, so you might not know what the upper years look like. So essentially, um, once you get to third year, that's when you start to see real patients at the ADH. And then when you get to fourth year, you increase your scope a little bit. So you have special clinics that are for each specialty. And then once you get to fifth year, that gets really exciting where you get to go on um, placements. And a lot of the time you're not in Adelaide you might be in the ADH but you'll have placements here you might have placements in rural um, towns and you might have placements interstate as well um so this actually plays very well because we've got Jeremy here today who is currently in fifth year and has completed his first placement so um Jeremy can you give us a quick rundown of how that works especially for the fourth years and younger years yeah look placements actually was quite a daunting thing for me um, the facts are that you're, you've gone, as you said, interstate or rural, so quite far away, a couple of hundred kilometers uh, at the least for six to eight weeks with uh, three to four people you're not really familiar with. You don't get to choose who you go with uh, and you just permanently stay there for the six to eight weeks. So it's a pretty daunting uh, experience for, especially for those who, have, uh, who are from Adelaide or those who have never really uh, lived by themselves before. But it's seriously like it's so jam-packed full. So essentially, it's quite different from uh, clinic as we know it. First of all, you've just got five days of morning to afternoon straight clinics. Um, as I said, it was three to four people. So um, it's just you guys are the only students there apart from like the house dentists, oral hygienists, oral health therapists, etc. Uh, you're the only students there. So you have one tutor to three or four people, uh, two DAs for everybody. It's just really full on, really intense. You make unexpected friendships. So the group I went with, I went with um, three lovely young ladies. That we don't, we've never really... Uh, talked to each other. Chatted, yeah. talked. We don't really talk to it. We haven't really talked to each other up until uh, we got to placement. But seriously, it was. Ju it's just an unforgettable experience. Um, and the pe it's a, it, the people you go with, honestly, round it all up. Like it, they sort of make or break the experience, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, so, essentially, that's it. Putting preferences in, though, um, like as I said, you don't really get to choose who or where you go. You you get this. So each BDS five member, each BDS five student, sorry, has their own stream. Essentially, it's their whole year's timetable. And each timetable is slightly different to the next uh, in a sense where you have like different rural placements. There's a week of private placement and stuff like that. So you get to put preferences for each stream you go down. Um, however, ultimately, um, it's decided by quote-unquote random number generator. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, um, you don't, you do get to put preferences in, but you don't really get to choose exactly where you go. Mm-hmm. You just get to sort of pick and hope. Um, so what did you end up with? I ended up with, as you, so as you guys know, I ended up with um, first eight weeks of my fifth year in Mount Gambier. And then later on down the track, I had Wyong, which is Central Coast, New South Wales. That was for another eight weeks. But that's obviously not going to happen anymore due to um, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, home base, which is where you spend your clinics when you're back in Adelaide, I had to go down to Norlunga. But I only got to go down once before they uh, cancelled all the clinics. So I didn't really get to a feel for that. But... Back on to comparing it to placement though, it's really, really different. Um, for comparison, home base no longer. My schedule was um, Friday afternoons and a full day on Monday. So that's just one and a half days a week compared to five days straight of just AM to PM clinic. Yeah, that sounds crazy. So it's, it's really crazy, but time flies because you really don't have time to feel yeah. tired. <laughs> You just you just go you just pump it out whatever you're doing. That's awesome. So um, yeah, like you said, so you went to Mount Gambia. For those of you who don't know, um, Mount Gambia is a little town in South Australia. Um, it's home to the famous Blue Lake. And if you listen to the episode with Bree, uh, I think that was two episodes back. She is actually from Mount Gambia herself. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your experience in Mount Gambia? Yeah, Mount Gambia. Look. I was, I don't know if you guys can tell from my tone, but I was not just a bit daunted. It was, I was actually a bit pessimistic to start with. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I was like, oh, look here. I was like, oh, look, here we go. Eight <laughs> weeks, Mount Gambia. Where's Mount, what is Mount yeah, Gambia? Yeah, with people you don't really like um, um, know. With people you don't really know. Um, two weeks in, I immediately took it back. Um, but the town itself, the people are really lovely there. Um, not just SADS, not just the staff at SADS, which are like, ex- you make friendships with like all the staff there. But um, the people in general, they're just really down to earth, really friendly. Um, as you said, the Blue Lake, like it's called the Blue Lake for pretty good reason. <laughs> it's actually a spectacular place. Seriously, it sounds so cliche from me, but when you really <laughs> see it up in person, it's it's actually quite beautiful. And there's just other things to check out because um, Mount Gambia, sure, itself is quite a small town, but within like half an hour to an hour's drive, there's so many more places. There's um, there's the coast, so Robe, Port Ferry. There's Kunawara for all those who know Kunawara wines. There's a wine region <laughs> like half an hour out. No, this I, explains I, why I, Jeremy I, had a great time. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly why I had a great time there. Um, no, no, no. We no. are taking sponsorships um, from Mount Gambia or any wineries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Kunawara, get on it. No, um... And again, um, I can't stress this enough, but the people you go with as well, it's just, yeah. you just make new and long lasting friendships, which you didn't think you'd mm-hmm. make. So it's the t- like Mount Gambia itself. My time there was really well spent. Eight weeks flew by and I, I should speak for myself, but all four of us, um, the three ladies and myself, we honestly wished we'd have more time there. Like eight weeks was a long time. But by the end of it, you wish you'd had more. Yeah, wow. Seriously. Yeah, it's a really good place. That's awesome. So you guys also get to do a bit more stuff over on rural placement, don't you? I think you've mentioned a lot of the more complex uh, procedures you get a bit of exposure at on rural placement. Yes. So essentially there's – because – Compared to the ADH or even some home-based clinics like Norlunga and Gillis Plains, they, they all have the luxury of referring to the ADH OMS unit, spe- specialist restorative unit, specialist needs unit. In these rural placements, a referral such as that, like you have to consider the patients need to travel sometimes six, seven hours just to get into Adelaide Dental Hospital. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times you are the one doing it. So things like incise and drains for abscesses, um, surgical extractions, wisdom extractions, molar endos, like there's no, like you really have to double, uh, think about it twice when you want to refer something. A lot of the times the tutors will just tell you to go for it. Um, so there was a tutor 
who usually tutors at ADH. Uh, she tutored me last year. Uh, she would be quite uh, tempted to refer some of the more complicated cases, but once she started, what well, she tutored me also Mount Gambia because they they fly in tutors. Uh, Mount Gambia SADS, they'll fly in tutors uh, weekly to tutor you. And this tutor, once she got to Mount Gambia, she saw a complicated case. I was like, oh, am I going to have to refer this to Adelaide? She was like, just go for it, mate. Yeah. And that's... So it's... And that's just what you've got to do. Yeah. You've just got to do it. So in a sense, uh, in that that sense, the experience you gain out of it is just insane. Like um, we would be doing weekly surgicals, um, there's, because also, also cause, um, the appointments progressively shorten, you see, uh, the staff there sort of get a gauge of how fast you work as a mm-hmm. group. And then they progressively shorten your appointments. So 90 minutes drops down to 60 minutes, which might drop down to half an hour. And by the end of it, we were doing like, um, one ones in about 15 to 20 minutes maximum. Um, one hour slots, we would do an 011. And then um, one of the one of the students in my group managed to do six fillings in that session. So you, you sort of work at that pace. You, yeah, you sort of work at that pace. So the amount of work you see, you, the amount of work you do and the amount of patience you see just, just builds as the weeks go by. And so you see a lot more. You see lots of endos, lots of exos, uh, lots of emergency cases in a day. And then five days a week, you know, time flies, seriously. Yeah. So my next question then, I guess, would be um, what would you, what would be your advice for making the most out of placement? My, my advice would be uh, don't be like me and go in there pessimistic, go in there optimistic. Um, look, think of it as a learning experience. Think of it as um, a time where you can really push yourself. Uh, you're going to learn things you haven't learned before. Uh, you're going to do things you haven't done before. Um, it's seriously, you, you come out of it a much more refined clinician than when you were before the placement. So, uh, be optimistic is my, is my advice to everybody who's going to go on placements, uh, fourth or fifth years, um, in the future, because what you gain out of it is really, really incredible. Like, to the point where if you haven't thought about working rural before, you really seriously consider after um, going through your rural placement. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good advice. Now I'm excited for next year. <laughs> Hopefully if things go well. Um, yeah, so anything else that you want to talk about in terms of rural placement? Um, I guess in terms of rural placement, the only tip I really have is um, if anybody doesn't like if anybody in your group does not have a car i would highly suggest hiring one uh it is expensive um it it can get quite pricey but the things you can do with one not just getting to and from clinic but stuff like exploring where because chances are a lot of um you guys when you go to these rural places you tend to not go back again for a long time seriously it's just a bit out of the way um, and you don't necessarily have the time to go there. So while you are there... Make the most of it. Make full yeah. use of it. Yeah, exactly. Make the most of it. Go explore, check things out because um, you're probably not going to head back in a while. So, yeah, that would be my tip just to, if anybody doesn't have a car to get together and uh, look at splitting the cost for it. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Okay, I guess we'll move on to our next topic of today then, which is something a bit more... different a bit more hobby centric um so i had a couple questions that i had on here but obviously due to the virus um if we're talking about food spots or coffee spots and things like that might be more be a bit more difficult to get to um but jeremy i know that you love your food you love your coffee um i guess we can start with coffee since that's for me now is the first thing that i get to in the morning um what's i yeah. guess what your, what's your hot take on coffee what's the best coffee around look you you seriously you can't stay sane without some sort of caffeine <laughs> in dentistry um no coffee i i always i did start by going to quite a few cafes so my personal favorites this isn't because they're the best or anything it's just because logistically they were the closest to me uh, Monday's Coffee Store on Grenfell Street, love, 95 Grenfell Street. I love that place. <laughs> I know. 
And it's the so if anybody has not been there yet, the, it's super aesthetic. Yeah. It's in the lobby of a business mm-hmm. uh, building. It's just also really sparkling aesthetic. water on tap, which is incredible. Of course, <laughs> S- sparkling water on tap is like a prerequisite <laughs> for a good cafe. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like as soon as they've got sparkling water on tap, you know you're in for some pretty <laughs> yeah. stuff. So. Um, another one is a bit further east, so Exchange out of Varden. Oh, amazing. Um, also sparkling water on tap. Yeah. <laughs> also sparkling water on tap. People that are super chill, mm-hmm. great coffee. Good place to study as um, well. Yeah, ex- excellent place to study. Actually, um, we do hold our student affairs meeting oh, no way. on the big long oak <laughs> table. So <laughs> it is quite a great place. Um and being the Melbourne coffee snob I am, they do stock Market Lane coffee <laughs> there or Everyday Coffee over at um, <laughs> over at. Exchange. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention. Place, sorry, that Jeremy is from Melbourne. <laughs> yes, uh, it's a uh, it's no new thing that every Melbourne person, either low key or high key, is a coffee snob. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not an exception to that. No, um, another really funky one out near Chinatown, uh, near Shibui Dessert Bar. It's called Soho Coffee Roasters. Mm. Uh, it's pretty wicked because it's like uh, a coffee parts distributor, a big roastery warehouse, and then what they've done is they've just slapped an espresso machine there and then turned it into a cafe, it seems. Oh, that's so cool. And so you can get some... I yeah, it's that one. really like... It's really... It's sort of like industrial, uh, stripped-out factory look. Uh, really simple on the inside. Like you go in there and you don't you not, you don't feel like you're in a cafe. You feel like you're more in a roastery warehouse. That's cool. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it is pretty funky. It's just uh, for where I'm staying. It's just a bit out of the way, especially now that we're all in um, self isolation, etc. Yeah, that's true. So, but but whoever whoever's around Chinatown or um, down west a bit, give that a go. Some other notable spots. So if we were to talk about West, so we've talked about East. Uh, West, I would say Elementary Coffee is mm-hmm. pretty cool. They also roast their own beans. Quite a nice place. Really close to AHMS, actually. Yeah. Um, and then down South, Sibling. I love I'm not sim- sure if you guys um, have heard of this. Yeah, I yes? love Sibling. Where I work, it's really, really close to Sibling. And every single lunch break, I'm like, I'm going to Sibling. <laughs> You gotta. I actually am really close to one of the. I was really close to the baristas. He used to work at Mondays. His name's Jimmy. Um, he he knows my order straight out. It's just a flat white straight. He'll just walk in. <laughs> I wouldn't need to say anything, and he'll just bring a flat white awesome. down. Awesome. Hey, that's that my close. order too. Flat whites for the win. It, that's it. That's how it is. <laughs> also, sibling, sparkling water on tap. Of, of course. course the, every, everywhere that I have mentioned. Rest assured, <laughs> has sparkling water on tap. Good study vibes. Roast their own beans. Um, it's you know it's it's it, you, you're in for some so, pretty so good, good stuff in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Sib- sibling's I really sibling's chill. my sibling's top really coffee chill. in terms of taste for me personally in the Adelaide city. I think it's amazing. Also, I don't know who does the latte art, but the latte art is impeccable. It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. At sibling. Yeah, that really makes it, doesn't it? Like, that sort of just shows the effort that goes into it. Like, if you've got a good latte, exactly. art, at least the barista cared. Exactly. And to, to serve it with sparkling make water. Make it look pretty. Oh, too good. That's it. Too That's how good. it is. That's how it is. Um, if John were here, he'd be yeah. like, oh, come on, because um, he knows that I'm a bit more about the aesthetic. I think I'm like 50 50 aesthetic and taste for me. But. I mean, you. I mean, you have to have some sort of, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> you have to have some sort of aesthetic going in there. Maybe, maybe the latte art, maybe the aesthetic of the cafe. Yeah. But like, um, you when you go for a coffee, part of part of you is going for the coffee. But I feel like there's a part of you who just wants to go and have a retreat, yep. just yep. wind down, for have sure. a breather. And I, yeah, and I feel like like things like sparkling water on tap, like pretentious <laughs> things like that, unnecessary things like that, but they sort of just add to the whole vibe, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think so as well. And I I personally <sighs> love studying at cafes, so I usually just go to cafes and study. I can tell. Yeah. No, I can tell. <laughs> oh, no. I can tell you do you 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 do you do like your cafe studies. I do see that a lot on your Insta yep. story. If we're gonna talk about Insta stories, I mean. I think both of us are up there with probably the most pretentious Insta stories out there. <laughs> the most pretentious, the most unnecessary, unnecessary. post ever. I think you're a bit of a step <laughs> yep, up no. than me, though. I don't post the same photo, essentially, but two times. 
um, <laughs> just just something I've noticed. I see. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I I do tend to like double think, take some down, post it back up later. No, but um, I am guilty of that. But we won't go no, down not, there. Let's not. get back on the topic. Let's go back to coffee. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, no, I will actually shout out another one of my favourite cafes, which is La Mocha on, I think it's Peel Street or Lay Street. I keep mixing it. I think it's Peel Street. Yeah, Peel Street. Yeah. Love that okay. place. Um, it's pretty much Italian-inspired. So, And it's in the alleyway. And it's got this beautiful arch windows. Coffee's amazing. The people are amazing. Um, that was the cafe yeah. I went to before all the cafes were shut down, only for takeaway. And it was the first cafe I went to when they opened up again. And I think that place is incredible. Great lunch deals. It's like great lunch and breakfast deals. It's like a coffee and like a, a meal for 10 bucks. Or for lunch, it's lunch and a coffee for 15 bucks, And they have free Wi-Fi. That's awesome. And there's an upstairs place you can sit on in the other way. It's awesome. I love that place. Yeah, I, I really got to suck yeah. that out. I mean, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy with Peel and Lee Street. Like, um, Both, they're pretty yeah, anywhere, cool anywhere down there is incredible. Anywhere down there is pretty cool, but I've never heard of this place. No, nah, it sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, it's awesome. I reckon having a coffee, having a coffee down that alleyway has to be <laughs> an experience in and of itself. <laughs> Helene has granted me emergency powers to interrupt this podcast and quickly shout out Bonobo Espresso on Bank Street. The owner, Derek, is the nicest guy in the world and the coffee is absolutely fantastic. It is pretty cool, but... Actually, because, or as you said, every everything's open for takeaway, we just talked about the vibe. Like, having it takeaway sort of takes away from the vibe itself. Yeah. And so, recently, I've just been going back to making my own coffee at home in the mornings because everybody's at home nowadays anyway. Um, I've always really liked making coffee at home. I do a pour-over. It's really good stuff because you just really get to play around mm-hmm. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know what a pour over is, um, essentially you've just got a cone with a filter, you pop some beans in there and then you just pour water over it. So hence a pour over. I mean, it sounds so unnecessary, but for people who have done it, I'm sure you can all collectively say that it is really some next level stuff. Like the aromas you get from it, like you, you can be half awake and then as soon as the water hits the beans... And then that that coffee smell comes up. You 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 are awake. You're ready <laughs> people, for it. People who don't drink coffee are like, what are they? What are they on about? <laughs> what are they on? Now nah, this is for this is for this is for next level <laughs> next coffee level people. Coffee. I, <laughs> I, I would say the word is um, coffee snobs. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's pretty good stuff. No, but anyway, making coffee at home though for anybody who just uses a French press or just even instant coffee, like I feel like there's some sort of comfort to that. Like just being able to be in your PJs, be I a cup, genuinely just sit down. look forward to making coffee in the morning when I go to sleep. It's like it's the one thing that gets me out of bed these days. It's like, okay, I need to make my coffee, and if it hits part twelve, it just doesn't. It's not the same. It needs to be like it's in the morning, the first thing you do, and it sets you up for the rest of the day. That's what I think. <laughs> okay, let's move on to food. Um, so probably a bit more relatable to more of you will be about food um obviously there are amazing food spots around uni and lots of people have been cooking as well at home i know jeremy i think that's your vlog coming up (laughs) yeah keep an eye for that (laughs) um they looked pretty fancy on instagram so there you go uh, oh, I don't want to set your expectations <laughs> too high. It's not, it's not that great, but um, I am trying. Yeah, so in terms of I food, um, what sort of spots do you recommend? Um, I think we've already touched on this, but Peel Street, Lee Street. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> like, stuff, stuff down there is just amazing. Like, um, uh, Peel Street, like, there's a restaurant called Peel Street on Peel Street. And for anybody who hasn't tried that, the servings are huge and the flavours are Oh, they're just so good. It's like a, it's like a um, sort of modern Australian take on Thai, Vietnamese, Malaysian, Singaporean flavors. Like, it's sort of like their flavors with Australian produce in a sense, and it's just the most flavorsome food in Adelaide, in my opinion, Peel Street. Oh, awesome. um, and they have, and they have this really like unsung hero. They have this peanut butter parfait. Uh, it's like. It's so good that I've been there personally at like 9 p.m., sat down outside just to order a peanut butter parfait That's just to satisfy the craving. That's when you know you're craving. talking to a foodie. 
Like, like I've seriously gone to a savory restaurant. I'm like, hey, do you guys have a space for one? Not really. We have outside. I'm like, yeah, cool. I just want a peanut butter parfait, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> it's that good. Um, so Peel Street, on Lee Street, there's so many sort of like hit places. There's Shoba Show, mm-hmm. um, Lee Street Wine Room, which actually, it's a wine room. Yeah, it looks really um, funky on the inside, but the food they serve is actually really cool. They do, they make their own charcuterie. Cool. Like their own mortadella, their own salami, etc. And that's pretty wicked in my opinion. That is pretty good. And that's so a new place pretty good that vibes. opened up as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really ironic. There's a cool story behind that. If you guys go down Lee Street, it's the place with the signboard as a dry cleaner. So it's ironic because they're a wine bar that's sort of taken over the space of a dry cleaner. Yeah. And so on, in, on Instagram, they did a poll, should we keep the dry cleaners thing? And it was like a 90% to keep 10% for keep. <laughs> And so they kept it as a dry cleaner. It's just so ironic. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then next to uh, next to those two, there's also, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Low and Slow Barbecue. No, I am not. It's over in Port Adelaide. It's like an American barbecue place, but they've got a little pop-up store out on Lee Street now where you can do takeaway barbecue. They have some really good brisket, really good ribs down there. So I reckon those two places are pretty good. Those two streets, sorry, are pretty good. Um, if we were to go down to the brunch route, though, oh, well, this could go on um, for a while. This, this could, could go, go on, on for a while. while. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick one place in the whole of Adelaide um, or the whole of the city, because for me they're two different whole of, um, categories. Whole of whole of the sea, whole of the square, whole of um, Adelaide mm-hmm. CBD. Um, it's pretty difficult just to pick one because there's lots of great spots, as like many of you guys would know. <laughs> Personally, personally, I would have to go down. I'm curious um, to hear this. <laughs> I would have to pick Part Time Lover. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Have you have have yeah, you heard I've of that? Yeah, I've been there. One very Part-time new Lover. opened up uh, near the church. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, pretty chic. Yeah. pretty cool food. Very no, highly aesthetic. <laughs> of course, highly aesthetic. Well, this is brunch. This is brunch exactly. we're talking about, Elaine. This, <laughs> this is brunch is we're talking about. Um, Disclaimer, unfortunately, there is no sparkling water on tap, I believe. Yeah, I, I don't, believe. I don't think so. Don't quote me. Yeah, don't quote me. But, like, really good aesthetic, good food. Um, I don't know what more you want from a brunch <laughs> place. Good food, good aesthetics. Like, it's really cool. They have this one dish. It's like, um, I think it's like corn ribs. They just do corn. But instead of on the cob, they cut it up so it looks like little ribs. And you just sort of pick it up and eat it the way you would a rib. <laughs> Like I, I would have never imagined well, myself like, enjoying vegetables that much. There's something to say about the juxtaposition between this like classy aesthetic um, place, and then you're just using your hands to eat. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really like. Okay, okay. When it comes to food, uh, when it comes to food, for me, as pretentious as people may see me <laughs> to be, <laughs> first and first and foremost, though, I really go for the flavor, like the ugly, delicious take. Um, it doesn't need to be presented. I, I know, <laughs> I know this is, this sounds rich yeah. coming from me, but it doesn't need to be presented really nicely. Uh, I would, I would prefer something that's just slapped on a plate, but full of flavor as opposed to something that looks so good. But then like, number one, you get like a tiny portion mm-hmm. of it. And then number two, it doesn't really taste that great. Like, it's just like, it, it's like a cool idea, cool concept, but like you need to wrap your head around it to sort of understand yeah, it. Fair. Whereas like, yeah, I really much prefer just ugly delicious, but cool, cool <laughs> if you make, cool if you can make it I really young and look really beautiful. Because for me, it's like, yes, it tastes good, but you know, it's even better when it tastes good and it's presented nicely. Looks yeah. good. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's, that's like the extra stuff on top. And I think for a lot of people who might feel a bit of pressure, I guess, going into these places, I feel like, um, that doesn't really exist. Like, people don't care. Yeah. I Look, seriously, um, people in Adelaide, like, restaurants, wine bars, anything, there's, like, it, all these places may come across as quite intimidating or quite, like, um, like exclusive. But the, the fact of the matter is that everybody there is just really chill, really mm-hmm. down to earth. They just want to have a good time. So don't feel intimidated. Don't feel like just because the price tag might be there or... It might be presented really beautifully. It, it might seem of an upper class or any any sort of thing. I feel like that doesn't exist in Adelaide, which is why 
I really love the food scene here. Yeah, I agree. Like everybody's just everybody's just so down to earth. They're just so welcoming. Um, no matter where they exactly. are. Exactly. They're not going to turn you away. Whatever, what, and if anything, um, exactly. like, like a lot of the coffee places we mentioned before, you know, um, for like, like if I'm going to use the example of La Mocha, like a coffee costs three fifty, and you get like a tiny little cookie with it and you can sit there for hours and no one's going to judge you. In fact, That's just in so fact awesome, they're really nice to you. And I used to be like... I didn't know about any of these places and I grew up in Adelaide my entire life. Um, it's only because yeah. of Dan and because we're in the city so often and, you know, everyone's kind of you know, going to food places, getting coffee. That's when I started going to these places. And then you realise that it's just you not really wanting to go to these places. Like you might think that they're cool and then you don't actually take the next step. But I'm saying just go for it and you'll be thankful for it. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I completely agree. No, that's a that's a good take on it. I completely agree. Like a similar similar situation I've been in is I've gone in and uh, I've gone into a wine bar, sat down, had some wine in active wear. You know, like <laughs> okay. like come on, <laughs> like you just, just rock into rock in with trackies and a hoodie and then crack open a pinot. Like why not? <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they don't care. They're so lovely. All the people are so lovely. Exactly. Seriously. No, it's great. The food scene in Adelaide. For anybody who has yet to experience it, for all those people who've just come from interstate, give it a go, give it a chance. Mm. Uh, and you, as Elaine said, like you won't regret it. It's a really good place. I agree. And it's sort of like if we're comparing to Sydney and Melbourne, um, I feel like Sydney is definitely more pretentious and not to mention more expensive. So Adelaide's kind of like the happy medium between like your local coffee place or your local restaurant and something that's a bit more nicer and bordering on fine dining but not really for a lot of these places yeah yeah that's exactly it. yeah that's that's I, I completely understand no i know exactly what you're saying and i completely agree yeah um any other good food spots in adelaide or is that actually i should mention we mentioned your favorite cafe in the city um i have some of my top favorite cafes outside the city but not that far outside so um whistle and flute incredible on green hill road yeah oh definitely <laughs> Definitely. Whistle and Flute, how could I forget? Yes, they are so amazing. So amazing. Um, kind there. of a bit difficult to get to, but you can... You know, I think there might be a few buses that get down there, but it's essentially on the south border of the city, so after the parklands. Yeah. Um, you can, yeah. you know, maybe catch a tram, walk there. Definitely worth it. Yeah, you definitely... That's how I, yeah. that's how I did it. Um, and actually... Because the tra- on the way back from uh, the exam hall... Yeah, we, <laughs> just um, take a, a detour a to whistle and flu. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously, what happened was um, after, after our last exam, last year, I believe, a couple of mates and I, we just went to whistle and flu and just got something to eat just oh, to so comfort fair. ourselves. Like, it's that kind of... Yeah, Such it's that kind of place. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a whistle and flu packed on Sundays. So, back in the day, um, if you wanted to get in a seat... On a Sunday morning, you had to book beforehand or you'd be waiting over an hour. That's how amazing it wow. is. Like, that's the thing, though. That's the thing, actually. Good pickup. Like, another thing that's really good about the food scene here is uh, Sydney and Melbourne. When you go to a place, you pop your name down on a list, they'll just look at you and they'll very happily say, yeah, that's a one and a half hour wait. Oh, like, not actually let you like, in. they'll just look at you and say that. No, yeah, because there's just so, so many people out there, so many people waiting in line for... There's a place I went to for dinner once, um, Chin Chin in uh, Melbourne. And I was like, oh, can we get a table for five? And they just looked at me and then they're just like, yeah, that's like, uh, we're looking at one and a half hours to two hours. Can I get your name, please? And um, yeah, I'm serious. And it's really, it's really common to wait there. Like like just to wait. Yeah, okay, fair. Just to wait, just to wait for food. Like it's a, re- it's really common to wait there. Whereas here, um, because I'm, I'm not sure if it's the population or anything, but waiting doesn't seem to be quite a big no. culture here. Like you get to, like it's quite rare to have to wait in line for food, which is another great thing. Like you're not waiting to go into a coffee store. You're not waiting in line to go in for dinner. You just pop in and say hi, which is, which is really good. Okay. Yes, Coffee Institute. So. Sort of a bit out of the way from the city, but I'm sure there's plenty of buses that go out that way. It has a very, very extensive menu, which I think is amazing. Um, Heaps of seating area, also extremely busy on the weekends, so maybe best to book, but because there's more places to sit, you don't have to wait quite as long as Whistle and Flu, and the coffee's amazing as well, and I like to go there to study. (laughs) That's cool. No, I've heard of that place. I've just never got around to going there. 
because again, it's out of the city. No, I've, it, uh, yeah, I've heard some really good <laughs> things about that place. Okay. Um, so I guess our next topic is wine. So obviously Adelaide, oh. uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't know, Adelaide is very famous for its wine region. So we've got quite a lot. Uh, surrounding the city essentially so we've got up north we've got the Barossa and then even further up north you've got up to the Clare Valley so there's heaps of wine regions around there and then on to the um, east you've got Adelaide Hills which is beautiful and um, if you become mates with someone from Adelaide or if you hire a car go up to the Adelaide Hills and check out some of the local wineries in the those suburbs because they're gorgeous um, some of them look as if you've just been stepped just just stepped into Europe, sorry. Um, they're just so gorgeous. Um, and also down south, we've got McLaren Vale. And Jeremy, you know, your Instagram stories say it all. You're obsessed with your wine. <laughs> would you say so yourself? Yes. I would consider myself um, interested. <laughs> interested. I'm, I'm quite interested. I would say I've got a bit of an interest in wine. No, as you said, it's as you said, Adelaide is famous for the wine. And when I, because I'm, as you know, I'm not from Adelaide, so I just thought I'd try to pick up something just to say, look, I have done, I spent some time in Adelaide, and uh, the thing I settled, the thing I settled on <laughs> is wine, I guess. Yeah, I uh, could. I'm sure there's lots of better things to settle on, but uh, it just happened to be wine, and uh, I just sort of committed awesome. to it. So here we are. So that started whilst yeah. you were here. So when I really got into it, um, I would say probably around. The start of fourth year, like really early mm-hmm. fourth year. Yeah, <laughs> really early fourth year. So for all the fourth years and fifth years, um, really early fourth cool. year <laughs> is when I probably peaked in my wine yeah. interest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's actually um, what I found really interesting about it, again, might come as a surprise to a lot of people, is how not pretentious it is in Adelaide. Like, um, I feel like there's a big stigma between wine tasting wine and like the need to have the certain like air of class. Like that's just not the case here, especially in the Adelaide Hills, which happens to be my favorite (laughs) wine region, my favorite wine region. Um, Adelaide Hills, everybody there is down to earth. Um, everybody there is just, fo- they, all they want to do, their sole purpose there is just to make good mm-hmm. wine. Like nothing more. They're not trying to sell it to you. They're not trying to do anything. In fact, a lot of the tastings are free because they just want you to go there and genuinely try <clears throat> their wine. I've actually gone up with a lot Sorry? of my friends to wineries just to taste wine, not even buy anything, and they're still lovely. They're so lovely towards you. They really are, yeah, and they really, they really take time to like, like the way I got further and further into it is they're really happy to sort of talk you through everything, like not just the way it tastes, but the wine making, uh, the wine growing. They really, if you want to know, they'll tell you. They'll talk you through it over a glass of wine, <laughs> obviously. Um, they're, they're really just, they're really chill, really great people in the hills, and that's why my, that they're my favorite region but also another thing that makes them really great is because they're just so accessible like you can leave your apartment in the cbd and within 20 minutes you're in the hills you know you're in you you see lots of vineyards it's just a completely different place within 15 to 20 minutes which is that like that's the beauty yeah of i it. agree adelaide hills in my that's opinion. something i'm realizing um, as i'm going into adulthood i used to hate it as a kid even in the first few years of uni i used to be like oh adelaide's so boring um my sister because she studies in sydney i was like oh you know it'd be so awesome if i was in sydney but now as i'm growing up adelaide's <laughs> actually awesome because it's so livable and it's so accessible so i agree with you jeremy um yeah a lot of these places so easy yeah. to get to you know you're not stuck in traffic um things are planned out quite well so it's very easy to get around yeah and um, i guess in, in the topic of adelaide hill wineries what are some of your top recommendations so basically, I've got bias towards the region as opposed to the wineries yeah. there. Like I would, I would, um, I would favour an Adelaide Hills. Not okay. This is not saying Barossa has bad wines. McLarenville has bad wines. Actually, they both have exceptionally good wines, which sort of put Adelaide or South Australia on the mm-hmm. map for good wine. But Adelaide Hills, um, 
I feel like the attitude there is slightly different uh, across all winemakers there. Like they tend to be more hands-off, more low-fi. Like they just sort of let the wine do its thing as opposed to like force it, like be like, oh, look, I want to make sure this is punchy. I want to make sure this is this wine. I want to make sure this is this wine. They don't really care. They just go, look, I've got some grapes. I'm going to make some wine. And that attitude really comes through in a lot of the wines there. So some names that I can think of are um, Gentlefolk Craft, uh, so C-R-F-T wines, uh, BK wines. Um, actually, there's much more there, the other right, Lucy Mark. There's a lot over in the Adelaide Hills. Um, you just have to, like, it's, it's one thing for me to suggest to you and it's another to go and just explore and mm-hmm. find out yourself because obviously wines that somebody, like person A drinks, like some, for example, a wine that you may like, Elaine, I might not like, a, a wine that I say is the best wine in the world, you'll be like, what? <laughs> like, it's all personal taste. So my suggestion is uh, just go find out. Uh, uh, I, I can't really... I'm in no position because I'm not a sommelier or anything, so I'm in no position to just suggest any wines. Just the closest thing amongst I can the just, BDS ho- ho- the co- I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would say, pick a region, just go explore. Uh, explore or, them or honestly, all, I pop into say. a wine bar. Explore them all, yeah, one at a time. Go to Hills, yeah. go to Barossa. Yeah, go explore. Go explore the wine regions. Yeah, seriously, um, pick one for a day trip. Go explore. Pick a few. I'm, I'm like more than happy for whoever's like keen to just um, hit me up. I can suggest <laughs> a few, but, but the thing is, like again, as I said, it's the same. Like it's much. It's a different thing. Sorry if you just go and. Um, Explore them yourselves. At the actual winery, yeah. I yeah, it's like definitely like a different it's experience. One, yeah, it's one thing hearing it from someone, and another thing exploring it yourself. Like mm-hmm. no matter what I say, like you, you guys will have your own opinions, or you might not even like wine as a like you. You guys just might not even like wine, you know. So just go explore, try, give it a go. And that's I think that's opinion. fine too. Like just go to the the wineries themselves are stunning. You can get um, food at a lot of these wineries. Um, they're yes. really good birthday like day trips if you go with your friends um and yeah again like they're just they're not that far so you're really missing out i think if you don't um give these places a go but i think jeremy Mm. has definitely capitalized on that way more than me and in fact a lot of the locals (laughs) (laughs) we should maybe we should just call it a bit of a hobby that's all yeah i would just say it's a hobby yeah yeah uh, another thing, another thing you guys could try, um, maybe if you guys don't have the time to go out to the wine regions, is pop into a few wine bars. Just check out some wines from wine bars. That again, they're just so down to earth. They're so chill. They don't really care if you're in flip flops, in thongs, or if you're full dressed up in a suit. Like they will treat you the same way. So don't need to worry about that. Drop in, say hi, even ask for opinions. If you if you really want to learn about it or if you just want to have a good time I reckon it's also yeah good. I think that makes it better if you asked ask them you know a bit of the history of the wine or how yeah, they're, they're happy they're happy to chat they're happy to chat yeah. um, okay I guess uh, my next question would be what's the best way to drink wine which kind of already covered what's the best way to drink wine I would say get a few friends around a few mates Drink, uh, share a bottle, have a good time. Doesn't matter what bottle, where, when, how. Just share a bottle. Um, yeah, if we, if you want a dentistry point of view, obviously we got to keep it like we got to drop the frequency of consumption. We got to drink exactly. through a straw. You know, we got to rinse out afterwards with tap water. Got to make sure uh, we've got all the remineralizing <laughs> agents we have. We have CC, uh, CPP, ACP. We have fluoride varnishes twice or more a year. 1,500 ppm fluoride. You know it. You know it. Perfect. So that's so that's obviously the best way to drink wine. Like obviously. you know, everybody everybody drinks wine through a straw. <laughs> or everybody should. Sorry, everybody should drink wine through a straw. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I guess on a serious note and a non-serious note, like, you know, have have a good time. Um, keep it professional, obviously. Um, there's nothing wrong with trying to Enjoy responsibly, as there they always go. say. There we go. As they always say, enjoy responsibly. No, um, 
On a more serious note, though, everything in moderation. Exactly. Everything in moderation. Okay. Um, I guess we're pretty much coming to the end of the podcast now. Is there any last words that you would like to say? Yeah, look, just stay home, stay safe. Everybody be happy. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. And I can't wait to see you guys all again when, um, when it's all over. Yeah, and not always over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not always only, over Zoom. As the only person saying anything. <laughs> Which actually is working better than I thought, Zoom, <laughs> for a lot of things. Um, it's definitely going into the handover document for next year's executives for student affairs. Yeah. Zoom's been, Zoom's been a pretty good buddy of ours. <laughs> but um, no, I can't wait to see everybody um, in person once it's all over. Yeah. And um, Meetings at exchange are on, hopefully. Me- meetings at exchange... <laughs> Open a bottle between a couple of mates, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a matter of time and I can't wait. Yeah, awesome. And also can't wait for placements. I'm excited for you guys to go on your own placements. I'm excited myself and um, I'm sure if you guys have any stories, it'd be great to share them. Um, upcoming next week, so today's is a pretty fun topic. Next week we've got two more guests uh, and this is actually the pubs team, so the publications team 2019, so Melody Chen and Elizabeth Jong. So both of those are in BDS 5. So look forward to that one. And I think in that one we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, moving to uh, Adelaide, if you're not from Adelaide, and how that move is and also just a bit about publications and a bit of banter as per usual. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you, Jeremy, for all those uh, hot takes and recommendations. No, Again. thanks for having me. No, no seriously, good, good time. Um, great being here. Thanks for having me, guys. That's okay. And stay tuned for the vlogs for Student Affairs. Um, is that coming out every Wednesday? Was it? It's every. It's every. It's every week. Every yeah, week. But yeah. my. But like when it comes to my one, it may be slightly delayed. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Now keep an eye out for the vlogs, guys. Yeah. And for all the seniors out there, keep an eye out for all the specialist society clubs, which are happening on a week basis thankfully yeah and they've been awesome so thanks so much to student affairs team um jeremy and coral as well and yeah i guess we'll see you guys next week thank you for listening thanks <laughs>